0: Hello and welcome back to Go Homeschooling with Erin and Amanda. Today Amanda is not with me. She had an appointment that she needed to take care of. So I'm here with Christina Carpenter. She has been on the show before. If you've been a longtime listener, her episode is number 17, where we introduce her a little bit and talk a a lot about her ministry with Bloom and Blossom, which is a conference that she hosts. And um, she also has a a ministry and business that she has called Authentic Joy in the Journey, where she encourages homeschool moms. Welcome to Goat Homeschooling with Erin and Amanda. I'm Erin. And I'm Amanda. This is the podcast to encourage moms that have been at this homeschooling gig longer than five years and plan on sticking with it through the high school years. The long haulers, as we like to say. We want to help you have the greatest of all time homeschool that meets the needs of your family by encouraging you with real conversations on the issues that pop up as you've been in this homeschool lifestyle for years. So it'll be fun to try and see if there's people out there that need the encouragement and if there's anything that we can do to help others as they get started on their journey. That'd be awesome. That's what we're here for. Go ahead, Christina, and say a little bit more about who you are and introduce yourself again for maybe those who have not heard that episode.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me again. I love you ladies. I love what you do. I love the support that you bring to the homeschool community. So thank you for that. I am Christina Carpenter. Um, I am a mom of four kids. I have a girl that's 15, a boy that's 11, another boy that's 10, and another girl that's eight. For those of you doing the math, I did have quite a few littles at one time. <laughs> Somebody say holler because, yeah, that can be kind of hard. And so the coaching that I do has really been a launch pad from what my season looks like before. I wanted to really help people in that season of, you know, you have diapers and you have littles, and I wanted to focus on making a strong vision and mission for their homeschool.
0: Excellent. So from the authentic joy and the journey coaching that you've done, was that kind of the launch
1: pad for the conference Bloom and Blossom? How did that come about? Actually, it was the other way around. Okay. I actually was going to do the conference anyways, and that then this coaching thing just kind of paralleled alongside of it. And then I was like, these two things, Authentic Join the Journey and Bloom and Blossom, I have the same mission. I want to encourage, equip, inspire, and help cultivate relationship and wonder within the homeschool. And so I was doing this anyways. So Bloom and Blossom is more of like a larger scale on how I do that. And then authentic joy in the journey is more of a personalized experience where I walk with um, sometimes families, sometimes just mom. I walk with them and I coach them along this process to help them develop their vision and their mission. We talk about their goals and their concerns and really honestly help establish a really good rhythm for them that fits their dynamic and their season.
0: Okay, so let's dive into the personalized coaching that you do. What are some things that typically come up in those sessions with
1: the the ladies that you're serving? Okay, that's a great question. So um, when I'm coaching, I have clients that are just thinking about home educating where they're just like, I kind of want to know what this is going to look like. And then I have clients over here that have been doing it for 20 years and just want some fresh ideas, fresh perspective. And then I have everybody in between. And mm-hmm. so during that session, I really try to customize to each Person and meet them where they're at, and we do that process through some questions and answers, and just kind of you know unfold what's there. But there is a very common theme. Often that theme is rooted in fear. People are afraid that they're going to mess something up. They're afraid they're so stuck on doing checklists because that's what they know, and they're afraid that if they step away from some of this curriculum or some of their checklists, that they won't be able to accomplish the same goals. And so instead of using their curriculum and the resources that they have as a resource, they end up being enslaved to it. And therefore, they're not fully being able to walk out their vision or their mission because of that fear that they have.
0: Yeah, I see that a lot too. I'm in several Facebook groups and just talking with some of the local ladies that I help with when I volunteer with our local organization or our state organization too. Fear is such a stronghold for women, you know, bred from a real true concern that they're going to, they've chosen to home educate because they see that that's the better option for their family. But then when it comes to practically walking it out, there's kind of a mental... Block there of, like you said, they get stuck on. Well, if I don't do everything in the curriculum, then I'm not doing it right, you know, or if I'm not doing this co op or that thing. And it becomes so external that it's hard to bring it back to like, what is your why? What's the purpose of what you're doing so that you can walk out that? And it's going to look so different. I see a lot of comments on social media about, you know, just tell me the best English curriculum. (laughs) And I'm like, You know, that's a very loaded question because there's so many variables, but maybe addressing the what's not working or what is your goal for teaching that subject to your child? Or sometimes the question isn't really about the curriculum at all. I find it has more to do with just that mom feels like even if it's a great curriculum and it's working for her family, just that internal fear that it isn't enough, you know, that there's not three other grammar pages she should
1: do per day, you know? Do you see that a lot too? I do, I do. I see that a lot. That's actually something that I usually lead when I teach workshops is like those things that I mainly see when people first start home educating and some of those things could even transfer later into their home education years is that copying and comparing. So they look at somebody else and they're like, okay, well, they're doing this and they're achieving those results. I should too. Uh What they're forgetting is that person has a very specific dynamic in their household, a very specific season. And when you try to copy and imitate that somebody else, what somebody else is doing, and you have a different season, a different temperament, a different dynamic, you're not going to yield the same results. And then people feel frustrated because they're like, what am I doing wrong? Or I must be doing something or it's it's me or it's my kids or something like that. When in fact, they're just not picking a curriculum that's life-giving for their dynamic. And mm-hmm. that's okay. So I can catch home educators, I love walking them through that process because then they can save a lot of frustration and tears and time and money, you know, to be able to focus on things that really will help them in their season. Mm-hmm.
0: I love what you're doing with the, the moms that you're um, encouraging through your coaching, because, you know, as a longtime homeschooler myself, I, I really cringe when I get that question of what's the perfect curriculum or, you know, I, I love talking about curriculum because I've used so many different things. And I think that as you've done this, if you've stuck with the same thing the whole time, that's a very rare thing for a homeschool mom to do. For my family anyways, we change Almost every subject, almost every year, there's something, or even sometimes that semester we're like, nope, it's done. We're done with this. It's just not working. I get kind of like cringy whenever I hear a mom asking me for curriculum suggestions, because I'm really like, I can tell you what I love about different ones, but I can't tell you that they're going to work for your family. So really, I'd really rather have the conversation of what triggers your kids to want to learn, you know, or what do you like teaching or what subjects do you want to throw in there? So that's awesome. In your coaching as well, I know you said you've coached um, newer homeschoolers and moms who've been at this uh, homeschool thing for a while, like Amanda and I call the long haulers. So in the long hauler group that you coach, how do you encourage them to give back to the community? Because that's clearly something that's on your heart. I know it's not everybody's mission, um, but for the mom who's maybe like, you know what? I have been doing this for a while. I see all these new homeschoolers coming out with, co- you know, from COVID and how can I help them? What would you give advice for on how to, you know, build up that confidence to put yourself out there a little bit in your community? That's
1: a really good question. So that is super important to me is just building that community because community matters. So I think that the first thing you would have to really acknowledge is that community matters. Like we need community. And sometimes in our seasons, we are the ones needing the help. And sometimes in our season, we're the ones that are able to give the help. So I would definitely just kind of assess where you're at in your season. And even if it's just something small where you're just checking in with a new home educator or maybe somebody who just had a baby or something like that, just like small little things builds community. And it doesn't have to be like putting on a conference, you know, mm-hmm. it could be those small little steps that mean so much to other people, even getting a group together to go do a field trip. Because sometimes that's not somebody's strength to organize those types of things. And if you do know you have that strength, maybe you say, okay, once a semester, I'm going to do this. Problem is, is a lot of times people fear that if they start doing those things that they're going to be overwhelmed and they're going to be expected to do it all the time. And that's where you need to have good boundaries too. Like, hey, I want this for me. I want this for my family. I want to help other people, but I also need to assess where I'm at. And you know what? Once a semester sounds like a good fit for me, or maybe it's once a month, depending on where you're at in your season. Don't be afraid to step out. Like I said, community matters. And when you do that, you're going to bring people around you. And then they're you know, it's a beautiful moment for us to shine into other people's lives. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to the second part of what you do—is
0: that Bloom and Blossom Conference. Like, that's a huge, ambitious undertaking, and I applaud you for that. I, I'm going to get to go this year. Is my first year going? Um, and I'm so stoked because I've seen the testimonies. I have, you know, we have a mutual friend that talks so highly of this ac- activity and event and her participation in it and her friendship with you. And so, can you talk a little bit about how? you envision that and then how you've built a team of people around you that are, you know, with that same mindset that community matters.
1: Yeah. So thank you so much for your kind words. I'm so excited for you to join too. So uh, it felt like such a big undertaking at first. Mm -hmm. I was so nervous. Listen, ladies, I don't like to fail. I don't. And like walking into something like that, I was like, okay, I need to shift my perspective. Failure looks like not putting myself out there at all right? Mm-hmm. That's what it really is. If I feel like I'm supposed to do this. And so I just started doing like, I went big picture of like, okay, what needs to be done? And then I, you know, narrow in my vision and I take step by step. But as I'm doing that, and as I'm walking out those steps, honestly, the people come to you. Oh, I see that. And I like that. And I want to do that. So by putting yourself out there and establishing, you know, your vision for whatever it is, the people will come to you because they're, they're looking for that too. Mm -hmm. So what can you tell me about this year's conference and how it's grown and changed over the past couple of years? Okay. So this year's conference, something that has been really big for me, because honestly, guys, I'm just a mom, just like you guys. I really am. Mm -hmm. I am sitting here just hoping my kids don't bust into this room right now and completely mess up. You know, (laughs) I'm just a mom. And and so it's different this year because I did finally get a website. I'm so, super excited about it's that. beautiful, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I designed it myself. My husband helped me with a little bit of it. But for the most part, I did that. And that was new for me because I don't really love technology. So there is a website that you can go to and you can go ahead and register. Early bird registration ends on December 1st. So hurry and get your tickets before then if you want that early bird pricing something else that looks different is I actually put myself to be a speaker this year. I did not Mm. think that years past. Yeah. Uh And so um, I'm not a keynote. I didn't give myself a keynote. I just have a a little, a little spiel that I'm going to do. I'm also leading the panel. Um, I'm putting my MC actually on the panel and I get to ask her all the questions. Excellent. That sounds fun. No. And we have some, you know, really cool vendors and stuff this year. Also I'm really hoping to have my book out by then so that's yeah. something that's due. Yeah. So you'll be able to get a book there and so yeah, I'm really I'm genuinely really excited about it. I feel so much more peace going uh-huh. into this third year and honestly like I said stepping out, I'm able to see the people that want to do this, that want to be in community, that want to be around other people that are like-minded and to grow and to be authentic and transparent with each other. They're reaching out to me. And so I've been very blessed by all the people, including you right, along the way.
0: Yeah. Oh, I got to tell you, I, one of my most favorite things at conferences is the panel discussion. So I'm super excited for that aspect of this uh, breakout sessions are wonderful, but I I feel like there is that authenticity on the off the cuff answers that are, mm-hmm. you know, given with the question. So I'm super excited about that aspect. And you also, you have a lot of vendors. And this is another thing that I just absolutely love about what you do is you include local businesses and other homeschool moms and just that support that you offer. It's just inspiring. And, you know, as someone who also has been volunteering in, in my local community, as much as each season allows, it's just so refreshing to see your energy and your perspective and how you're, you're building up the people around you and your community of homeschoolers through everything that you're doing. So thank you so much for, for putting on this wonderful conference and for all the coaching that you do.
1: Thank you. It really is a heartbeat of mine to just, you know, gather with each other and just be. So this conference is very different from some of the other conferences that, you know, you maybe have gone to. I love those conferences too, but this is just, just, this will just look different if you decide to register for this one. Those of you who are listening, it is more, um, it is all female. So there's no men there except my sound guy. Meet him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's more about like equipping and encouraging and inspiring. There will be no curriculum there. Uh, There might be some like resources, some of the vendors Uh that I have have some resources, but. Yeah, it's just, I want moms to be able to be poured into and I want them to leave feeling refreshed and revitalized. That's so awesome. So what do
0: you see in your own local community of homeschoolers? Do you feel like um, there's like a revitalization of homeschooling since COVID has kind of shifted the look of it?
1: I would say that in our community, there are a lot of co-ops that have popped up. And I love that because I'm seeing people find their people through Mm -hmm. this. And you're seeing these people like being like, oh, I couldn't do life without these people. I'm so glad that I stepped out and did this. So yeah, there is definitely a revitalization within that. And I love seeing that blossom. Can you speak to the mom that maybe doesn't
0: live in a very suburban or urban area where there's a lot of activity um, happening in the homeschool community? Like, What would you say to a mom that really, really needs that community and
1: desires that, but just doesn't see that happening? Ooh, that's a hard one um, because location can be a little tricky, but I would say with that, just being intentional about making plans with somebody that you do connect with, you know, putting yourself out there for some of these things that happen, connect with people and then honestly put it on your calendar. I have a friend that lives in Willow Springs and we used to be in community together like six years ago and she's moved a few times and like to Louisiana and then like at the Ozarks and now they live in Willow Springs. And we just make sure to put stuff on our calendar. Like if you still want to be in community with people and have that type of relationship, you have to be intentional about scheduling it. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, I have this love-hate relationship with technology. I love and in, in social media. I love social media. I love Instagram and Facebook and all the things. And one thing that, you know, I've always been like, you know, face-to-face is always the best, but even connecting on a really good Facebook page with a community, an yeah. online community can make all the difference in the world. Um, we had a guest on that her child had a terminal illness. And so like we didn't really meet in person very much at all. But because we were both active in our local Facebook pages and our groups um, that way, we were able to connect and we have a good friendship now. So um, I would say also to the ladies, don't discount what social media can offer for your homeschool. I mean, obviously, if it's a comparison trap and you know a lot of FOMO going on, don't do it. But if it is a group or, or a page that you follow, that's really life-giving and maybe reach out to that person that hosts that page and encourage them and say, thanks, you know, like that can go such a long way to building that relationship so that maybe you can make that time to travel and see that person. I know I've made lots of really good online friends, Christina, and I actually have never met in person. We have a mutual friend, but just reaching out to each other and seeing what each other does and saying, Hey, I like what you're doing. How can I encourage you? Like that can go so far in building relationships that eventually do
1: get to be face-to-face. That is so true. So I was going to add to that. I actually seem to have like a collection of friends that I have like met a line. And then we meet in person and we meet in person and we're just friends. And I'm like, you should be my book club or we should do this. And so that's <laughs> funny that you say that. Cause I, as I'm thinking about it, I can think of like four people that are pretty close to me that we originally met online. Um, <laughs> so awesome. I'm and now I'm like, we are friends now. And so, yeah, definitely, that's great, Erin. Don't discount what social media can do for that. Yeah.
0: So to transition topics here a little bit, how can people get a hold of you? Find you on the internet. Um, how can they reserve their ticket for
1: your conference? Can you tell us a little bit about your contact info? Yeah. So um, I'm all over the place, probably more than I want to be because I have to manage all these accounts. But you can find me on Facebook at Authentic Join the Journey and at Bloom and Blossom. I'm also on Instagram, Authentic Join the Journey and Bloom and Blossom Conference on Instagram. And then I did just launch that website we talked about a little earlier, which is www. Carpenter.org. And if you go on that website under the Bloom and Blossom tab and scroll down, look at all the pretty pictures from the last few years, um, you will see a register here button. Awesome.
0: So before we close out this interview, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, the holidays are coming up. So how do you homeschool during the holidays? Just a kind of like a last minute tip for people.
1: Ooh, I love this question. Okay. So it's going to be a little long winded. So kind of stick with me. So <laughs> I am um, a year round. We have a really organic approach with our homeschool. And I have what's called a first semester, a winter term, a second semester, and a summer term. And right now I am in my first semester. And during that time, I am pressing hard. I am moving forward. The gears are going. We are we are going uphill. And once we hit winter term, which is around right after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. we have something that we do like Christmas school. We scale way back we do, uh, we focus on rest, review, and relationship. And so I actually love that because it lets me have, I don't know if you're one of those people that just go, 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 but that's me. And it lets me have like a light at the end of the tunnel where I'm like, okay, I know that I'm gonna be able to rest and relax during that time and focus on, you know, the review and the relationship. So I would say a tip for people for the holidays is honestly, just be present. Don't focus on the checklist. Don't focus on getting some of the stuff done don't always focus on gaining momentum and traction there's something really beautiful about sitting in the resting points and reviewing and focus on relationship because when your brain has the opportunity to kind of slow down and just take in what's happening you f- you're revitalized to be able to move forward into, you know, what's happening next. And so that would be my biggest advice is to just let go of some of that fear and some of that anxiety and just even focus on review. That's, I love
0: that. There's been a lot of years. We kind of homeschooled through the year as well. And there were years at the beginning where I'm like, we're not where we want to be right now or where I want to be. And Christmas time was just tragic because it was so stressful Um, I love your approach. I love your terms. That's so awesome. I have kind of adopted a little uh, similar this year, especially last Christmas was really hard. We lost my mom at the end of December and she was in the hospital most of December. So I was just talking to my husband. I'm like, wasn't I at the hospital Christmas Eve and Christmas? Like We don't even remember. So this year I intentionally built our year where we would be doing basically no book work during all of like from Thanksgiving all the way to January 1. And I've kind of been just planning a lot of fun field yeah. trips. <laughs> yeah. A lot of fun field trips and baking cookies and things like that. Like there's still education to be had, but it's going to look a lot slower. And I, I love that. I think a lot of the moms that I talk to that have done this a long time have a similar Philosophy of rest and recuperation during the month of December and maybe push it hard, you know, August, September, um, October. So, excellent. Thank you for that advice. Well, I'm looking forward to the conference. It's in April, April 22nd uh, is the Bloom and Blossom Conference. And if you have any other questions, you can reach out to Christina. Um, We will link to her website and the registration for the conference on our website. We also have a new website www.goathomeschoolingpodcast.com and we will link everything that christina um, told us about where to find her as well and i hope you have been encouraged and gotten some great info from this episode we miss you amanda and have a great afternoon thanks for listening bye Thanks for listening today. We hope you'll subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to suggest topics for us to discuss, or if you have any questions, find us at Goat Homeschooling on Facebook, on Instagram at Goat Homeschool, and email us at Goat Podcast at gmail.com. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.